the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Project. And in today's episode, we are joined by Reese and Reem. They are from Yella Move Kuwait. It's an event happening on April 12th. And I think it's an event for everyone, right, Meg? April 12th at El Shaheed Park. And the only requirement is that you have a body. <laughs> so it's you, for everybody. <laughs> you have a body and you could go and go to the link in their bio. Purchasing the all-day ticket gives you access to what they said, eight classes. Eight different workshops. And they can be anything from breath work to martial art kind of influences, some coordinations, some dancing, a lot of fun stuff. So yeah, eight workshops in total, I think there was. Eight workshops. I mean, it's a, it's a total steal. And plus, all the donations go to a charitable contribution, which I think is the most important thing, which is amazing. Yeah, it goes to Masaka Kids Africana, which is an orphanage of kids, and they um, empower and uh, do a lot with their education using dance as kind of the tool to empower them. So yeah, a lot of local connection to that charity, and it is movement-based, so a great thing to support and come out and kind of explore what you can do in your own body empower yourself yeah so stay tuned to this episode guys and see how you can help yellow move kuwait and raise awareness for movement in all different categories all this and more in today's episode hey everybody welcome to this episode of the podcast and we are gonna talk about meg's wheelhouse i guess (laughs) right meg movement meg yeah (laughs) Uh, so we're joined by Reese and Reem, and they are starting up a cool event in Kuwait called Yala Move. And I'm having major FOMO hearing about this and learning about it from all the way over in the States. So I'm excited to have you guys on to talk more about what you're doing. Yeah, guys. It's awesome to have you guys on. You guys are launching Yellow Move, what, second week of April? April 12th, if I'm not mistaken? April 12th. All right. So uh, how did Yellow Move start? I mean, I... You guys all kind of had the concept going from, I mean, Meg, you knew about the concept before, right? Like this was... The movement concept? Yeah, the movement concept. It started in the Copenhagen thing or something. Like I'm out of the loop, well, guys. <laughs> for the, me, it started Copenhagen. Well, movement, but yeah, Reese it started in Copenhagen. <laughs> for Reese, it started when he met me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It was like, play, boom, stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I taught Reese everything he knows. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Hagen puts on an incredible movement event every summer. Um, and I know a lot of friends that present there that I've met through the movement culture, my time studying with Ido Portal and Yosef Rusek, Fighting Monkey. And so, Reese, I know you went to the event and you got to actually experience it and I think kind of play around with some of those. Yes, those all of the concepts there. Oh, the groups are beautiful. Yeah. Lots of parkour, lots of slacklining. So this is definitely an inspiring experience for me to dive into the different concepts within movement that we can apply across the board and yeah, mind games, lots of mind games. So, and Reem, you're a yoga teacher, correct? I'm a yoga teacher, yeah. So how did you guys two link up? How did you link up with this idea just out of curiosity? Okay, so I'm a yoga teacher. I hit a plateau in my practice and I started exploring these new sort of movement modalities I started hearing about. I started following certain movers on Instagram and thought, well, maybe movement, calisthenics, something like that will help me kind of break through these little physical barriers I was experiencing. Actually, when I I contacted Reese because I wanted to improve my hand balancing, 
because I couldn't <laughs> do all the, you know, yoga asanas that had, you know, hand balancing. So contacted Reist when he was still working at the Bara and yes. started doing training sessions with him. And during sessions, we'd chat about movement and Reese introduced me to other movers. And when I was in Sydney, I did a workshop with Joseph Fusek, Fighting Monkey, like was super inspired by that. And yeah, and Move Copenhagen, I haven't been, but it was on my radar to go. And then Reese went and when he came back, he said, oh, it's an awesome festival. And I said, we should try and do something like that here in Kuwait. And it really came out of a conversation. And then we started talking about it with other friends and oh, other awesome. people were like, oh, that's a good idea. We'd like to be involved. And it sort of started like that, really. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It was, re- it was really organic, to be perfectly honest. And then I feel the more we spoke about it, the more we were saying, okay, we can make this happen. This is something that we can actually yeah. bring to Kuwait and make a community within Kuwait to move within. So... Yeah, it's been fun. The ride is, the journey is fun. I'm excited for Yellow Move. So what, what is Yellow Move? What's it going to be? I mean, all right, I'm planning on going. I'm, I'm definitely going to come down for the event. I've already put it in my calendar. Boom. So I'll be there. Hopefully I'll be there podcasting too. Yes. You know, like meeting yes. some of these cool movement people, these mm-hmm. gurus, whatever you guys are bringing. So what's mm-hmm. it all about? It's a, a festival that celebrates diversity and movement. And we're still like a small festival. Like we just, sort of, you know, the wheels in motion in December. So we put together a program of movement workshops and mostly local, mostly local teachers. Mostly local. We have some visiting teachers as well. But in terms of the practices that we brought in for this first time ever in Kuwait, we have a couple of different forms of yoga. So we have electro yoga. We have some fusions with uh, Muay Thai and yoga. We have parkour. We have capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial art, which incorporates almost like a tribal dancing vibe, but with flips and kicks and big jumps. It's a very explosive art. More than that, we have at least eight different workshops happening and we're going to finish with something called a flow jam. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that sounds sweet, dude. What is, what's that all about? A flow jam. So there's an area of the movement culture, which is to do with flowing like with poise so we'd be spinning there's uh, to explain poi meg i feel you are the one to explain poi it's ropes and then a ball attached to the end of the ropes you you can cut out for a second and you can uh you can move your wrist to create different shapes and flow if you've seen someone twirl fire before yeah very similar concept okay all right it's kind of like what they do in gymnastics in the olympics right almost but with the with string and balls? No, not ribbon dancing. No right. ribbon dancing. Not ribbon <laughs> dancing. Thanks for saving me there, but yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting for Meg to jump no, in at some point. <laughs> Meg, you gotta save me on these things, dude. Like I do CrossFit and bodybuilding. That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was fun to watch. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, so, not like ribbon dancing at all. But it's kind of like circus line like there's a lot of circus arts i think that are kind of like yeah unique to it yes that might be a better way hula hoops and i don't know we'll see who turns up to that one that's more like that's actually a good segue into my next question who's it for you know can i bring my four-year-old can dj come 
will I be able to go as like a bodybuilding CrossFit slash guy that has horrible movement patterns? Of course. <laughs> you got to try new things, right? It's all about trying new movement patterns and celebrating movement. Seeing how they, uh, honestly, I feel that movement is for everyone and all of these different arts that we are bringing into one place. It's not so much about committing to one art. And I feel this is the great thing about movement diversity is that there's principles in every movement practice that can be carried across the board, mm -hmm. completely carried into, for example, for me, one liberating thing that I tried was slacklining. Slacklining is a barefoot, barefoot sport where you're walking across a tightrope. And yeah. the lessons I learned from this carried over to me improving my squat. Really? I might try that out. So these kind of principles can be adapted across the board. And it's just small things that the body will learn, new patterns, new ways to think within the movement. So I see it as for everyone. It's, uh, it's interesting. Like I've mentioned it to, you know, other fitness trainers and they'd say, oh, we'll come to Yalla Move Kuwait to support it. But we're horrible at all the things you're offering. And <laughs> I think it's good to, to try things that you're bad at. 100%. Uh, you'll get better at it. 100%. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, you want to practice what you're horrible at. Mm. You practice what you suck at, mm. you know? And I mean, I think we've said that a bunch of times on the show, right, Meg, where if you suck at a movement or if you suck at something, that means you need to practice it more. Mm. And if it's something that's always in your wheelhouse, you need to step out of your comfort zone. There's so much to learn from each discipline, as I think Reese was kind of like leading into. And especially for me, I know I got to a point where I was a CrossFitter, I was a weightlifter, and it kind of got to the point like maxing out on a snatch lift, you know, I had hit my goal that I had been chasing for a while and the bar came down and I was just kind of like, now what? Like I, now I have to do another eight week, like squat cycle, <laughs> like to get what, like five more pounds on the bar, maybe, you know, I was kind of disappointed with that. And that's where I started to become a little bit more curious of like, I'm really good at moving in straight lines <laughs> and like up and down and forwards and back, like 90 degree angles, you know, so what else can my body do? And I was terrified to jump into the movement stuff because I've, I'm not a gymnast. I'm not things. So it's easy to be like kind of intimidated by some of the stuff that you see in these different movement practices, like martial arts, you know, the gymnastic type, the artsy type, you know, the creative kind of flow and dance stuff. It's intimidating. But once you start and you get into it and you kind of open your eyes to that world of it and you let yourself sit in some of that awkwardness, it made a huge difference then when I did decide to go back and do some strength training and do the weightlifting and things like that. Like I know I took a year completely off of doing, you know, just very strict going way back to the basics and doing very strict movements, you know, for my joints as far as strength building and stuff goes, but then also allowing myself the time to play, like roll around to get upside down to, you know, twist my body in different mm -hmm. places and kind of practice all those alignments that we're told that we shouldn't go into. Mm -hmm. And you start to see that those places are only dangerous if you've really unprepared your body for it, if you haven't let yourself ever go there. So then when you do get under a heavy load, let's say you're going back to the strength training, you're going back to maybe your yoga poses or whatever it was, you felt like you were kind of plateauing in, you have this whole new body awareness and this whole new concept. A lot of what you were saying, Mehdi and I were actually speaking about the other day, which is about linear movements and then, and then changing this perspective on how our joints can actually articulate themselves. And for me, a big thing has become, how can I move better in a circle? How can I move better in a spiral? How can I move better in a wave? And the small intrinsic patterns that we can create, because a circle has degrees, and we can find each tiny degree 
within that movement pattern by moving in a circular motion or moving in a spiraling motion or a waving motion. The, the spine, there's a like 33 vertebrae in the spine. Yeah. So they yeah. should be able to, it shouldn't just be commonly seen in the lifting section of uh, fitness is that it's thoracic spine, sacral spine, and lumbar spine. Boom. And these are sections. But within those, we have small vertebrae that can isolate themselves. And for strength training, of course, to isolate those larger sections is much more important. But to know how to move each vertebrae and say, okay, I want to I move my L4 right now, and I'm going to make a small tweak right there and see where the pressure goes in my spine or see where it activates my glutes. Knowing how to wave, which Meg completely does every day. So. <laughs> Spinal waves. And that's the thing Spinal is when, when your spine is warm, the entire body can can move and can play with it. And you're absolutely right. Like when it comes to like the lifting world, especially, you know, we're taught all the time, you know, brace your back, tight back, nice and straight, nice and stiff, you know, going to pick things up. But it's like you practice that for the heavy weights. Absolutely. But when it comes time to day to day and going to do things like how often when you go to just pick something up from the floor, are you really like taking the time to set up like you're going to max out for a deadlift? Like it's not that often. <laughs> but if you can, if you can, you know, manipulate your spine and you can get that mobility and keep the spine warm when you go to bend and pick things up, like you're not at much of a risk. And this goes for any of the joints, really, like you're not at much of a risk to hurt yourself when you go out of that perfect alignment if you can teach your body that it's safe there and it really comes down to like your nervous system feeling okay mm. you know in those positions and in that place but being able to articulate those vertebrae is such a huge piece that can alleviate I mean if you start there with just learning how to manipulate your spine a little bit more yes. it can alleviate things going on with your knees things going on with your hips yes. things going on with your neck your shoulders I mean it all starts there so it's yeah, your spine is the biggest part of your core. Mm -hmm. I think that people miss. Mm -hmm. They think it's all the six packs. And I think the spine is the biggest piece that people really struggle with. And you look at all the back problems I and mean, you look at how much time people sit, you know, at their desk jobs or in, in their car or at their duanias, you know, and whatever it is. And there's so much impact on that spine and so, so much limited mobility. If you can start to manipulate how your spine can move, you're going to find a whole new world open up for you and how you feel in your body. Mm -hmm. I feel that brings that brings me on to say one more thing as well, which is uh, if anyone wants to improve their movement, move your spine every morning, every yeah. single morning. Get every it morning. flowing yeah. it to a point where it starts to feel like water. If it feels, if the spine yeah. feels like water, it sounds very Bruce Lee, very. <laughs> but really and honestly, if it can feel, if it can feel like it's, uh, if it's waving and it's just rocking, almost like how you'd rock a baby this kind of softness to it, then so much can change. I think you guys brought up yeah. some really good points because like ever since I got into the whole CrossFit thing and lifting, you know, doing more squats, more deadlifts, embracing my back and everything. It's the only time like my back gets stiff. Like my back is insanely stiff if I'm sitting all day at work or, you know, if I'm driving, it just stiffens up pretty quick. And it takes me a while to warm up and, you know, just get everything moving well. And Reese knows that I was a gymnast before. Mm -hmm. I was a kid. I was a gymnast, went into diving. Perfect lines. But it, it, the thing is, you wouldn't see it out of me. <laughs> I look nothing like a gymnast. But I think when you incorporate the movements you guys are talking about in spinal fluidity, mm -hmm. so to speak, I mean, it makes a hell of a difference. I realize it when I just stand up at my desk and I twist my back, twist around to either side and just kind of move, 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 you know, groove the joints a little bit. Yes. And I feel great. 
especially after a run. If I run for 15 minutes before I lift, uh-huh. I feel a lot better. I feel looser, especially my back. That's something really important too, of just that gentle movement. We like, we forget so much about that when you're, especially when you're in that space where you're looking for a, a change to your body or something like that. And so, you know, you think the route is lift heavier, run faster, move harder, mm-hmm. you know, Make kind of a thing. Like faces. I should be, you know, in a puddle on the floor every <laughs> single time. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And you forget that, that, that gentle movement in the rotation of the joints is so important for their strength, for their stability. It's not just the mobility thing. And people will talk about that. They get into positions and they feel tight and they feel like shit when they go to lift. And they're like, oh, it's my, my mobility. I'm just not flexible. It's some of that, but your body is going to tighten up around the areas where it doesn't feel stable, where it doesn't feel you know really strong. And there's a lot of those little, little small muscles and nerves and stuff within those joints that are going to tighten up because the big ones are the only ones that are you know getting some love or being worked. And so it's like that, that gentle movement is so important not only to warm up the body, but I think after putting on some physical stress of the harder movements and stuff, like don't forget to take whatever range you have and start moving with it and, and, you know, get curious about exploring that. And a lot of it comes down to your nervous system and taking care of that and getting it to kind of loosen up around those areas where it feels really tight, if that makes sense. Well, we've got a lot of mobility uh, workshops at uh, I was just, I was just going to throw that out there. I was going to say now for a bodybuilder, all right, because we have a lot of bodybuilders that listen to the show and a crossover because <clears> we, you know, those are like some of our main segments right now. <laughs> so what the benefits that they're going to take away from this is basically learning how to move a little bit better before they can go into a workout mm-hmm. so that they have that fluidity through the joints and everything. Now, when they get there, are there going to be beginner classes? Because if you get a bodybuilder coming into a movement class or, you know, a movement workshop, they ain't going to be moving to, you know, a lot of bodybuilders shy away from it, or at least my friends would shy away from it because they're like, I'm not going to go do yoga because I can't get into these poses. I, I'm, I'm nowhere near it. So it took me you a know, while. Sorry, go ahead, Meg. Maddie, I was actually really surprised there. I used to cover the pumped classes that you guys had at the boroughs, like the bodybuilding ones. Yep. And I used to always work in some of the weird movement stuff spinal waves and rotations and all that kind of weird flowy stuff. And they ate it up and they loved it. So I think that a bodybuilder is is curious enough maybe about how their body moves or how it looks and things that I think, yeah, they can be really intrigued by it. But jumping into something like yoga is probably a little bit more intimidating. But I think there's good ways that yoga teachers, and I'm sure who you guys have doing the workshops, it kind of a, a scalable thing where it can be no matter what your experience is, there's something everybody can do, no? Well, the yoga teacher who's coming, we've one of our guest teachers is actually an Australian yoga teacher. And he's teaching a class later in the day in the because it's a full day festival. And he always, the way he does it is he always gives you different, you know, modifications. Oh, that's so he'll awesome. start, that's amazing. He'll start yeah, that's like great. a level and he goes, well, then you can go here if you want to. And then he'll offer you another pose where oh, so, perhaps there yeah. might be a hand, hand balance thrown in, but other people might just be in the first level. And then the hand balances can, you know, throw a little hand balance in there. And um, everyone doing, gets to play. Oh, that's everyone awesome. Everyone gets to play. That's awesome. I think it shouldn't really be about coming to this festival to be good at something or mm. or to come with with sort of fear. It should mm. be about, you know, playing yeah. and expressing yourself. Move, and, learn and play. Yeah. Move, learn and play. Which is awesome. I mean, when you really think about it, it is an awesome concept. And I think everyone's going to, I think anyone could benefit from something like this. I mean, honestly, that's okay. why I, go ahead. What? I was just going to say, no, I read something. I can't remember where I read it and I'll have to find it and tag it in the notes, but it was something like when you're learning something new, 
if it's through like a play scenario, it takes about 10 to 20 times like for you to repeat it and really learn it if it's in that play scenario. But if it's in like a structured, like linear skill, like repetition thing, yeah, like it takes you a lot longer. I think it was over maybe like a hundred times or something that you would have to kind of practice that skill to really learn it. But if it's in a play scenario, mm-hmm. you're a lot quicker to to adapt it, which is just, it makes sense because that's how kids learn. And <laughs> you look at like, like their yeah. little sponges, you know, in the beginning and it's all through play. It's interesting. Um, um, figuring things out. It's interesting, Meg, because you know how you were talking earlier about the nervous system. Right. And uh, I've been like taking sessions with Reese here and he's been doing a lot of breath work in his sessions. And I found it really helped me then when I'm calm to actually be- try some things that Reese knows I was really quite fearful to attempt. <laughs> Inversions, and, uh, going upside down. Like on the, on the, on the rings. <laughs> on the and, rings, um, yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, right. uh, and skin the cat. Yeah. Skin the cat. Skin the cat. <laughs> he taught me skin the cat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then do, like, do all this kind of nervous system relaxation work, so the breath. Yes. And then you try again. Right. And at the end, right. I'm just like, you know, going upside down and laughing. And yeah. yeah. The breath <laughs> works. The breath right, works. Right. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> And that's, that's so funny. I, that's something I kind of experienced recently with that. I've gotten into climbing out here and that is the biggest thing when you're up on the wall, because you do like, and you talk about the rings and getting upside down, there's an element of fear right now. I'm in an uncomfortable position because I don't know necessarily where's my right hand at this moment. Where's my left leg, you know, like you're, everything's inverted and you're, you're out of the norm. You're out of where you normally are. And so being up on a wall and climbing and, you know, not attached to anything, the breath is the biggest key to staying calm and staying focused and being able to, you know, continue to move or to hold or to come down. So it's the breath is such a big part of targeting that nervous system that can allow you the time to navigate some of those movement situations and scenarios and understand that you are safe yes. out doing something outside of your comfort zone. I feel, I feel the breath helps us get in the zone, whatever, the, yeah. the zone to just absorb, learn, uh, be present in the movement that we're doing, be present in the workout that we're in. I feel that especially when people are moving, right? Everyone knows about mind-body connection. Everyone knows that when we are moving, that our mind plays a role in that. And whether we are connected to that present moment and we're in the zone, then things like, for example, pain, if you see someone dancing and they say, when the music hits you, you don't feel any pain. Same as flowing. Flow in your movement. When the flow hits, you've skipped the pain response completely. And I feel the breath is a Great way to help that flow. So to anyone coming to Yellow Move, just check your breath. <laughs> and uh, you actually Don't kick stress. off the uh, festival actually with your breath work. Yes, um, I'll be kicking workshop. off the festival in the morning with an energizing breath work session. So we will be exploring a lot of different concepts with the breathing to connect to your breath and any it will be a great complement to any other workshops that you are looking to go to throughout the day. So... And then Summer does a great his coordination. Yes. And Summer, oh yes, we've mentioned some of our workshops. And uh, Summer, he is a uh, young Kuwaiti man who also studied under the Fighting Monkey as well. So he'll be doing some coordination work if you want to get your footwork and your upper body patterning correct, moving together. That's pretty cool. That's that, stu- that stuff is really fun, especially if it's coming from the the Fighting Monkey background. Yes. That God, that is incredible. That hands down my favorite part of of the Fighting Monkey um like curriculum, I guess. 
that'll teach you a lot about your relationship to frustration. Because <laughs> you'll watch some of these moves and coordinating and stuff and you're just like, what the hell? Like it's mind blowing. But if you can, yeah, if you can just kind of, uh, there's a lot of visualization that goes in with that. If you can visualize yourself doing it, it's kind of really cool that that mind muscle connection, there's a big element to that when it comes to the coordinations. And what's really interesting about the background of that, of what Samar learned through Fighting Monkey is I think they took two different dance groups. Mm. They, they have a dance background. Um, the teachers, Yosef and Linda, and they have two different dance groups. And I remember him saying that with one of the groups, they had broken down all the steps like one by one and had shown everybody. And then the other group, they only demoed and it was like full speed. And the other group just had to like learn and pick it up. And when it came time to learning other movements and dances and routines and choreography down the road, the group that struggled in the beginning using only the only having the demos, they far exceeded the other group that was shown everything like step by step. So the coordination one is a So to get that huge... clear, what you, what you just said, it's there was two groups and one of the yeah. groups could only learn by keeping up with the person teaching. Yeah, just a demo. Like the, the teacher would just demo and they just had to struggle and figure it out. Like there was no breaking it down like one, two, three, four, okay. or, you know, hand, foot, hand, foot. And so the other group was, was broke. Yeah, it was broken down like step by step. And then when it came time to, you know, later down the road, learning more complicated routines and things, the group that struggled in the beginning was the one that far exceeded. So okay, the coordinations workshop is a great one. Because they had to figure it out. Well, this is, I really enjoyed what you said about visualization because I feel as adults, we don't always get the opportunity to uh, nourish our imagination. And uh, as a child, nourishing the imagination is a very regular and simple thing to do. But I feel movement is a great way for people to nourish their imagination because it is just drawing lines. It's almost drawing lines and swirls and, and doodling, if you would like to call it a doodle on a, on a piece of paper, but with movement. And uh, those patterns, I feel, have so much benefit for the imagination and, and the brain. So... 100%. I get all my creative ideas happen when I'm moving, like in a movement yes. session. I have to keep a journal because it's moving around. It, it definitely brings about creative juices. It helps you, yeah, it helps you, yeah, it helps you manage stuff. It helps you kind of process some things that you're going through. I feel like movement is a big, uh, has a big impact on that. Absolutely. So looking at it though, from the athlete perspective, how's this going to make me better? <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the movement part, I think what, what you guys are talking about, the patterning. And learning the patterning of my body and everything. That sounds like that could teach me a lot about my movement mm -hmm. so that I can fix certain things. And Meg, you've brought this up a few months ago, actually, in terms of when teaching people to crawl or mm. relearning yeah. how to crawl. Right. It's right. actually quite hard when you're trying to learn, <laughs> relearn these patterns that we were kind of built, built with. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so it's some of the first ones we ever used and some of the ones that actually set the precedent to, you know, us manipulating our body and cheating at a sport, you know, because all pro right. athletes cheat. You know, we all manipulate our bodies in different ways. So I think it's pretty cool that you go to one of these classes, you can learn how to manipulate your body a little bit differently, mm -hmm. which is then going to have that carry over to your sport. Yes, so. correct. Correct. It, correct. it really comes down to that mind muscle connection that Reese was talking about earlier. And that's, and that's especially big in CrossFit and bodybuilding and those types of sports that mind muscle connection is huge, especially when you want to sacrifice a little bit of yeah, I don't know, quality, maybe sometimes for speed or for the max out rep or things like that, you're going to want that little extra boost of that mind muscle connection of really trusting your body and that nervous system to continue forth with whatever sport you're going into. 
And the coordination one is huge for if you're into something, you know, like team sports and things like that. I think the the coordination one is definitely big if you're looking to interact with other players, I guess, on the same field. Oh, without a doubt. Like a soccer player? Are you kidding yeah. me? A football? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, like, it's huge. It's yeah, huge. That's, it's, 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 that, that's a huge, huge advantage, you know, to any athlete in a, you know, basketball, football, mm-hmm. baseball, even all these sports you can benefit yeah. from learning your movement patterns and patterning from it. Yes. And especially the breath yeah. work beforehand. I mean, I think you guys got a slam dunk of an event going on. In all honesty, like in my, my, my opinion, like from an athletic perspective, you know, from a sports perspective, if I was still coaching kids, because I'm not coaching this year, mm-hmm. but if I was still coaching kids in baseball, I'd be like, all right, go to this event because they're kids. Okay. They'll probably learn more yeah. from this than an adult would. You know, no offense to the well, adults, but... You know, I like, think on a on a small scale, Reese, it's kind of like the Soul Fest that B Cafe put on last year in April, and you and I had partnered up for a little movement section, yeah. and it started off with like a couple people kind of being into it, and then it was like once and I then, saw how much fun everybody was having, ooh, I mean the whole entire space the was whole filled festival with just it. joined it was, into this movement game. Oh my god, it was playing. amazing! Literally, Meg yeah. and I, we just brought like a pack of dominoes, and we brought. Some tennis balls, Jenga blocks. some Jenga blocks. It wasn't dominoes. Yeah, Jenga. <laughs> yeah, and Jenga, Jenga blocks. blocks and a couple of tennis balls. Tennis balls with some string on there. Ooh, everyone, everyone was uh, attracted to whatever vibe we were bringing, which was amazing. And play is so important. So definitely. So where are you guys hosting the event? Al Shahid Park. Okay, nice. Uh, we'll be a good hosting space. A great space, huge space that we have there. We have it for the whole day and we have a lunch break and we just like spoke to one of the cafes um, at the park to see if they could maybe have some more vegan options on their menus and they're going to look into that. But so basically people would then go and like get yeah, their lunch. Yeah, there's loads of cafes yeah. and stuff around the park for people to pop yeah, into. Yeah, so yeah. we would just, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so that's really cool. So now what's your, what's your vision of this moving forward like what's your vision of yellow move in a year two years three years five ten years from now well i we'd like to grow it hopefully get some sponsorship bring more movers from overseas and hopefully you know be able to run multi sessions at the same time so it becomes like a real festival you know when people are looking at the program and go should i go to this or should i go to that yeah, multiple cl- multiple classes yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so um, yeah, that would be amazing. Also, to have it for maybe three, four days on a trot, so it's a whole festival experience where people would even fly in from around the around the Gulf to come to this festival that's happening for three, four days in Kuwait, and Kuwait is known for the movement festival every year boom, 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 in oh, that's awesome. region. That's awesome. That, that sounds like that's a good little vision right there. You, you guys know, are right? going to give the battle a run for its money. Eh? I know, right? <laughs> Thank God. Hey, by then Fitness I'll probably festival, be in calisthenics anyways. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty sweet though. That's, that's pretty cool. That's so a good yes. idea, especially with Shahid Park. I mean, teaming up with them, you guys got a hell of a venue. So got a huge venue. This is. We've got space for 250 people, Mac. On All right, put me in for year session. two then, guys. Yes. <laughs> you're in, Meg. You're in. That's awesome. So what can our listeners do to kind of help 
grow this event? Like, what can we do? Listeners, us as the podcast, so how can we help out? Um, come and buy a ticket and move with us and know that your ticket money actually is going to a good cause because the proceeds we're going to donate to a amazing initiative in Uganda called Masaka Kids Africana. And there it's an orphanage in Uganda. They provide shelter, medical care and education, but they also teach the kids how to dance. And if you go to their Instagram at Masaka Kids Africana, you just watch the videos. Those kids yeah, can dance. They can really move. <laughs> they can they can move and shake. That's so it. yeah, the ticket money is going to go to a good cause. And I think it's going to be a fun event. And yeah, if you come more people, the more people better vibe we want to create a bit of a buzz yes so, so definitely if you are a person that feels that you can move yourself invite your friends invite your maybe your children's friends but it's any age any age can really benefit from coming so the more people the better that's awesome and yeah, you guys the the vibe. your instagram is yellow move kuwait yes right yellow move and kuwait. people can get in touch with you there they can repost from yellow move kuwait they can repost. they can definitely do all that and that all definitely helps the cause right because the more we get the word out there the more people are going to show up yeah yes. we're selling tickets through eventat and the link is on the in the bio oh awesome yeah. okay and how much how are much are the tickets well at the moment it's early bird so it's 12 kd and with that day ticket, you can go to all the sessions. And after Early Bird sells out, it, the price goes up. There's the first and the second release. Okay. So get your Early Bird. So, so jump on the Early Bird ticket. Jump on the Early Bird. All right. Hopefully this episode, when does the Early Bird end? I'm hoping the episode doesn't, because the episode is going to air in a week. So <laughs> okay. a week or two, maybe. Like I'm going to get it out before the 12th. Definitely. <laughs> this is a plan yeah so everybody hope that the early bird's still on there yes <laughs> and if you don't get the early bird deal that's my fault <laughs> <laughs> well even that's if you don't get deal, the early bird like... it's very accessible yeah. like a first release yeah. is going to be 14 KD and um, the second release is going to be 16 KD oh that's awesome so if you're going to yeah, go you're to talking a... eight workshops so that's a steal it's a steal yeah you go yeah. to any other gym, you're paying 10 KD a workshop. So that's 80 KD. You're paying 25 KD a workshop, probably. 20, 25. I go to a cheap gym. <laughs> yeah. I got to switch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Amazing. But that's great, guys. Thanks for the info. I think hopefully this thing will take off and we're going to do everything that we can from the project side to help support the event. And hopefully we'll be there. You know, definitely looking forward to it. Maybe podcasting. Oh yes, please. Hopefully, I'll hopefully. be living vicariously through you guys. Yeah, so, we're gonna, don't, we're gonna don't, invite you on don't Facetime. Don't my experience, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to, Meg. All right. <laughs> I'll definitely. I'm try. super proud of you guys, Reese. I think it's awesome. I, Reem, I think it, yeah, what you guys are doing is so cool. So I'm, I'm really excited. wish you could be here. I really <laughs> wish I could be there, but next year I uh, would definitely love to come and support. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having yes, us. Thank you for having us on today. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.